count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. It's time for another episode of the Wooten and Why Show. Oh, it's Super Bowl week. Super Bowl 52. Fly, Eagles. Fly, baby. Uh, How yeah. you feeling? Um, your team is in the Super Bowl. It's, it's a mix. It, I'm, I'm a bag of emotions right a, now. A bag of emotions. Yeah. Where is that from? The, what what saying what? is that? Well, that's proof it's that you glass, truly are a bag of emotions. I'm in a glass case. Case. Glass case of emotion. Off to a great start here for Super Bowl week. We're saving our best... And uh, most of our errors till last for the season. Yeah, we're ironing, ironing out the wrinkles before yep. the Lunar Bowl itself. Yeah, before the big day. I just announced it on Lunar Bowl. We had a, a, a cancellation today. Some idiot Jekyll moron uh, decided to cancel their table. So there's one table left. So 12 tickets available. So if you want to snap that up for yourself, or if you just want to be a seat on that table. How did we even allow that to happen? Um, I'm not sure, but Billy rang me and said, why? It's... Uh, Oh, I said I don't know why, but and then I also replied. To you know him. what? Here's my here's my hypothesis. No, hypothesis is not correct. Here's my theory. I Should think we get the uh, I, is no, it a conspiracy. I or reckon just a genuine theory. I reckon it was an Eagles player, and they didn't know, and they'd booked this. They'd booked this table, thinking mm. you know we're in a rebuilding phase, and they've made the Super Bowl. Well, they it. thought Wentz is out. It's all over. But yeah. little did they know that uh, Nick so, Foles so had you, a million. Sorry, you think. Wentz went out and they went, oh, damn. All right, where's the best party in town? Yeah. I heard Sydney's rocking at yeah. this time of year. Carson was like, yeah, Sydney sounds good. And yeah. then Foles. Like, Carson, I, you're not uh, coming, mate. Speaking of Wentz, Foles, I read the most ridiculous article today about whether Wentz secretly wants the Eagles to lose because he should be worried about Foles. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, no. In regard, all right, so <laughs> I legitimately feel part of, part of me, if I was Wentz, a little bit, would want them to lose, and that's really? it's that's not. A, it's ridiculous because it's still your ring. Like you led them to the reason they have home field advantage to begin with is because Man, of you. You didn't win that bloody ring. You didn't do. You know what I mean? It's I like, know you've got the ring, but you, did you win it? Worrying about falls. That's a load of you know, whatever. That's just stupid. But in regards to actually wanting them to lose, so without the glory, a little bit. I would. I'd feel uh, the yeah, same way. I would. I would feel that as well. I'd be like. All right, I hope you guys lose and we still have the same kind of performance next year. That's what I'd be hoping for, but whatever. Wow. I think and saying that I think Wentz I'm a Philly fan and I think Wentz is definitely wanting the team to I win. want him to be traded. I want Foles to lead the <laughs> nah. That's ridiculous. Wentz statement. is incredible. Yeah. But how are you feeling? Uh how how are the nerves? How are the butterflies? What's going through your mind um ahead of the big game? Like Well, so, well I'm still I'm I'm riding with the rest of the uh the Eagles gang. The uh what what are they green the green gang and I'm you know Gang Green Nation? What is it? I definitely know. not Gang Green Nation. That's <laughs> well, <laughs> shout out to them. You know, you're doing it tough out there. Is it Gang Green? Isn't that a hashtag? I don't know. I'm not an Eagles fan. I haven't no, been I'm on SB sure Nation for a while. I'm pretty sure the official Eagles hashtag is Fly Eagles. Well, fly. I typed in Gangrene. It came up with Gangrene Nation as the... Oh, that's the that's the New York Jets community. Of course it is. Yeah, uh, they've got Gangrene. Anyway, um, <laughs> you've distracted... No, all right. So, so what, how am I feeling? How yeah. am I feeling? 
as part of the you know the Eagles crew, I'm a uh, bleeding green nation. That's the Eagles. yeah. Sorry, but I'm thoroughly um, you know playing the underdog card. I'm all about that underdog status. Yeah, <laughs> underdog the whole way through the playoffs. You know, I'm riding that. Yep. And then every time I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna go into this game with no expectations, thinking, you know, where if it was Wentz, it'd be a different thing. I'd be feeling complete. I'd be bullish, but. I think you'd be favourites if Wentz is playing. Oh, I don't know about that. I reckon it'd be just to pick him. It'd be close to pick him, at least. I think you would be within a point at, at the very least. Yeah. Well, that's how, yeah. But, obviously, with Foles and his unpredictability, despite, yep. you know, playing quite a superb performance. Well, I was just saying, off air, it was, it's the fifth highest PFF rating, uh, yeah, rating of a quarterback in a playoff game behind two Aaron Rodgers, a Russell Wilson, and Eli Manning's 2011 yeah, Super Bowl. Match, match so. that, Tom. Um, Tom Brady not on that list of the top five. Nick Foles is. Advantage Foles. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, but saying that, I'm I'm very, obviously very nervous, yep. um, but I'm anxious to... I'm most anxious about whether our shirts will arrive. Uh, we ordered the uh, Chris Long, Lane Johnson, Dog Mask uh, t-shirts from NFL sh- NFL.com shop. Money goes to, to charity as well, so... Not only are we just repping, yeah. repping the underdog label and, and the good vibes around that whole phenomenon, um, we're yeah. raising some funds for yeah. some charities. And, and it's a tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also that. Yeah. <laughs> we also bought a, a home in the Bahamas. <laughs> now, um, yeah, so I'm more nervous about them arriving on time because if they don't arrive on time, I don't know what I'm going to rep. I had mm. my Julio shirt last year as a fantasy I'm look- All right, I'm looking at shipping date. How are we going? I'm I'm nervous. Oh boy, come on, come on, NFL NFL shop, just just get it done. I'll see what I can. Uh, I'll see if we can get a refund. Anyway, uh, you ho- uh, I still want a shirt. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I definitely want it. I do not want to take money away from a charity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but uh, Luna Bowl, I'm um, super keen on. If you are listening and at the end attending, uh, please don't hesitate to say hello. And if you are on the Sailgate cruise, I'll be hosting a. Uh, Sort of twenty minute, twenty five minute, uh, sort of live podcast, I guess, in a Q and A. Yeah. Um, especially for some new fans out there, we'll be doing some one hundred and one about the game and what to expect, and then um, we'll get into you'll a little see bit. A lot of throwing, and then some guys holding it, yeah, and running. You'll see eleven minutes of gameplay across four hours. <laughs> get excited! Exciting. There's, you know, alcohol and food. Yeah, that's it. I um, yeah. I, yeah. All right. Let's let's get into some news and then we'll, we'll we'll dissect the game as much as we can. Talking tidbits. Now we're hoping to jump straight into the Super Bowl, and I was doing all of the research today for it, and then across the uh, the old Twitter sphere, uh, rap sheet and Schefter just dropping bombs. So Alex Smith traded, or not yet? March fourteen is when it will go down officially, but. The Redskins acquired quarterback Alex Smith from the Chiefs in exchange for some uh, picks and some players. So they're, they're getting a, a third-round pick and Kendall Fuller, um, from uh, according to Schefter. So it is Kendall Fuller and a 2018 third-round pick for the Redskins in exchange for Alex Smith. Um, it's a 2016 third-rounder. And look, the Redskins will also get a compensatory pick for Kirk Cousins leaving. Um, the team and becoming a free agent. So they'll get that third round pick back, but it'll be much, much later in the round. So you're talking the difference of maybe 15 to 16 picks. 
But there we are, the Chiefs. They're just uh, all in now on uh, young Patrick Mahomes and the Redskins are say, said, we don't want a 29-year-old Kirk Cousins, we want a 34-year-old Kirk Cousins. And I'll take Alex Smith and you can have uh, you know, young and upcoming uh, defensive back that is a, can play inside and outside at corner. And here, take a pick as well. Horrible move for, for Washington from my point of view. All right. In my opinion... They overpaid. It's not, you know, it's no secret. I think anyone yep. looks at this and says they overpaid. Saying that, if the Browns had done it, you'd be like, yeah, all right. See, yeah, the, <laughs> but, yeah, but the Browns aren't. All the right. Browns don't have Kirk Cousins in their. I know, but I mean, in their right. building. All right, all right. Even even if they did, I'd still be like, yeah, that's fine. But the the Redskins have Kirk Cousins in their building, and they'd rather tr- trade assets. And then sign someone who's right. five well, years he, older than than your here's quarterback. A, here's a bit, right? So if you, I know that you you said um, before we started recording that you know the best Alex Smith year ended in a playoff defeat to Tennessee, at right? Home. At home, at home, right? But he still had a good year, right? And he had a good game in that game too. But it's just all right. But just just hear me out. If you had so his contracts four seasons. If he has four seasons like this season, are you happy? Uh, yes, but I just don't think you can have four seasons like that in what Washington have. The Chiefs' talent and the Andy Reid factor is much, much higher than Jay Gruden and Josh Doxson as your number one wide receiver. I think receiver. there's a lot, a lot of this move. A lot of this move has to do with Alex Smith is definitely a far more consistent version than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, every single week, we were like, we don't know what Kirk Cousins we're going to get. And every time we wrote him off and went, you know, he's not good. He'd come out and just play these blinders, no interceptions, 350 yards, perfect play, right? So I think that's one good thing. Alex Smith doesn't get caught up in anything. He's the most... To take, like, no one... Kirk Cousins is the same. They're both... No, he's not. Boring it's white ev- dudes. Every single seat, every single off season, there's the franchise tag. Every single there's like there's yeah, always something. But that's Washington. Washington play a role in that as well. It takes two people no, to I cause agree. that drama. I agree. So. But then if you're going to stop that drama, you've got to get rid of one, and the franchise can't get rid of yeah. itself. Yeah, oh, look, I understand that they're pretty much admitting that they're not going to be able to keep Kirk Cousins, so they have to do something. So I, look, I understand that from that department. I just think they gave up. Oh, and I am, and I am yeah. not yeah. against that. I, I'm not yeah. against that argument. You're they gave up. The, they gave up yeah, a boatload. You're at least looking at the silver line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but I think, I think Alex Smith is better than Kirk Cousins. I know a lot of people don't. I'm a Ale- uh, sorry. No, I think right now, definitely, I agree with that. Alex Smith is a good quarterback. He's a lot better in the red zone. Kirk Cousins struggles in the red zone, and it's infuriating. You get down to the twenty, and it's like, all right, here's another field goal. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not the kind of quarterback that makes silly plays. He showed this year that you know. He just hasn't been told to use his arm, it seemed. It seemed like now there was play calls that were actually designed for him to throw the ball downfield a bit more, and he was actually doing that. Yep. He still torched the Patriots. Like, I think we're forgetting that. He destroyed the Patriots. Yep. I know it was a lot of um, Kareem Hunt involved and things like that, but Alex Smith played a great game. Yep. So that there's still that. Alex Smith is a good quarterback, and if you want a quarterback that stays out of the media, doesn't get caught up in anything... You're trying to take the spotlight away from an organization that for the past few years is the whole name scandal, the whole back office, everything like that. You're not going to have any problems with that quarterback unless, you know, there's, you know, these crazy stories come out that no one knows about. But yep. aside from, you know, let's touch wood. I don't know. There's no wood around us. <laughs> there I got right. it. I got it. Uh, there's always yeah. wood around us. <laughs> We're in the middle of a wooded forest. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, but if you if you're just trying to stay out of the spotlight in regards to the 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 yeah. focal position of your entire organization, Alex Smith, you mm. can't get any more yep. vanilla besides Joe Flacco. Oh, we're talking all about vanilla here: Cousins, Smith, Flacco, or vanilla. Different. That's it's a great Neapolitan. How many more games would they have won if Andy Reid could understand that you know the clock and. <laughs> That kind of thing. And second half game plans from uh, now Bears head coach Matt Nagy. I'm yeah. not sure. It 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 seems I know like and they gave him an extension as well, so he's getting seventy one million guaranteed. So look you you are saving on your cap um quite significantly because Kirk Cousins is going to get paid. And he, um, yeah. he's going to be the highest paid player by a healthy margin. He came out and said And he look he, and he's gonna be worth it. Quarterback franchise quarterbacks are worth that money. He came out and said, Hey, you know, I'm happy to have the third consecutive franchise tag. Yeah. Of course you would. Yeah. Let's like <laughs> yeah. okay. The breaking news. I like money the, as well. Yeah, I like being paid a lot. <laughs> yeah. And we always say that. We always say, you know, if you have these franchise quarterbacks, you go out and you pay them. Yep. You pay Alex Smith. I don't think the money, like, see, now you're thinking about it, does he actually deserve that much? We're comparing him to quarterbacks that, you know, obvious, like quarterbacks like Stafford, who we said, you know, no-brainer, pay the guy the money. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. still... Still waiting. His, <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. But, you know, he's... Like he, yes, he's younger, but like yeah. we we barely batted an eyelid. We just said, you know, pay the yeah. guy. Alex Smith is consistently, consistently good. Yeah, he deserves all that money. So they are look, they are from a cap perspe- uh, perspective saving money, and so are the so are the Chiefs. They actually got rid of a lot of Alex Smith's cap space because he was due to be paid a lot of money uh, at the end of this season, and we touched on that during the year and mentioned that. So they they saved on that. So. Look, I just think I love the trade more from a Chiefs perspective than a Washington perspective. I do think the Chiefs upgraded on two positions. Um, look, long term, eventually. I'm not saying Mahomes is going to be better than Alex Smith straight away, but I think Mahomes does look every bit the NFL star. And how? Um, ha- sorry. And how many times have we seen? Like, I think it also helps the Chiefs to see the Cowboys roll with rookie, rookie, like. Prescott and, and Zeke, they're looking at, you know, J.O.J. is young, Wentz is young, there's yep. that combo. Even Gurley Goff, they're, yep. r- they're young. Now they're going Mahomes and Hunt. Like, yep. they're seeing that there's success here. Yeah. So I think huge winner for them, like upgrade, uh, and that Kendall Fuller is going to line up opposite Marcus Peters. That's massive for them. Um, he only allowed a passer rating of 55 in the slot, whereas Steven Nelson and Philip Gaines allowed over 100 when they're on the slot this year. So that's a massive upgrade for them. Offloaded a lot on their salary cap, and then they acquired um, a draft pick back for that. And they had to give up picks to to get Mahomes, so they've got a couple of those picks back or a pick back at least. Um, so that's a huge upgrade for the Chiefs. And they did give up a rent, and it's a massive tick uptick for Tyreek Hill, the biggest deep threat in the in the game. Now has a quarterback that can throw the ball an absolute mile. So that is something that to to really really watch there, but. Overall, it's the first domino to fall in what should be an exciting off-season for free agent quarterbacks. We still don't know the future of Case Keenum, Sam Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater, um, Tyrod Taylor might be a trade, um, and now Kirk Cousins obviously is in the box seat here where he'll have a tour and will be just wined and dined, and it looks like John Elway will, will, will get his man as an early prediction from me, but I'd about... love to see him in Cleveland. I, I, just, I would love to see him in Cleveland. Who do the Browns get? I don't know. I I think AJ McCarron could be someone that they want. Apparently, he was at the Senior Bowl in a Browns hat 
already. So that's something to to note. But they do have the first and fourth pick, so they can take pretty Browns. much whatever quarterback they want. The Browns. But I just think if Kirk Cousins goes to the Browns, although he has expressed desire about winning in the playoffs and all that sort of stuff, so obviously not. But if you could lead the Browns out of the rut they're in, you'd be an absolute. You'd be regarded like a legend, like a savior for a franchise. You're, You're the talking next like LeBron. like LeBron. <laughs> you'd be like LeBron popularity in Cleveland, surely. Like it, it could be something you could do, and I think do, he's capable do you, of doing that. Do you want Kirk Cousins over Teddy Bridgewater, if given the option? Yeah, just given health, definitely. Yeah. I do like Teddy. Uh, soft spot for Teddy. Uh, if he can turn it all around, he could be a guy that... Like, I'd love Teddy in like Jacksonville or someone. Do you want Nick Foles if he wins the Super Bowl? Now, that is uh, something to consider after this game and see how well Foles plays, but it's come out now that Wentz has also done the LCL, so you may need Foles in the first couple of weeks of next season if you want to just be safe with, with Carson. Um, at least you don't have to worry about Washington now. They've just traded away all their... I just want to say, the best thing that has come out of this whole trade was RG3's tweet. Oh, and then he got absolutely destroyed by uh, Will Blackman. I didn't see that part. So he tweeted, they'll, what did he say? His, his tweet was, um, somehow they'll find a way to blame this on me. <laughs> or something something along those lines. So Will Blackman's like, boy, go out there and start throwing footballs at trees or something like that. And that's, <laughs> I, was just, I was just dead. It was just uh, unbelievable. So it is pretty crazy, but... This is something to consider. Washington spent three first-round picks and two franchise tags on RG3 and Kirk Cousins, and neither will be on the team next season. Mm. So something to consider in Washington. Uh, Some other news before we get to the Super Bowl. Titans hired Mike Rabel as head coach. Um, He was a linebacker, uh, and a a good one at that, as recently as 2007 in the Pro Bowl. Um, So he's climbed the uh, coaching ranks pretty quickly. He did some time at Ohio State. Um, before becoming the Texans linebacker coach and then taking over from Romeo Cronell as the defensive coordinator. Not a huge fan of him as a yeah, as a hire. I'm unsure about that, but I really like the hiring of Matt LaFleur as a offensive coordinator um, who's worked under Sean McVay and did a lot of the stuff with Jared Goff in his improvements. I think he'll be great uh, for Marcus Marriott as opposed to Mike Malarkey's uh, quote-unquote exotic smash mouth. Mark Vrabel... He's, do you reckon he'd be anywhere without Hard Knocks? Probably not. I reckon Hard Knocks put him on the map. Yep. He definitely became something on Hard Knocks. Yeah. Anyway. So, what's your thoughts on Lafleur? If I'm pronouncing that right, who knows? Um, Could do a lot worse. Uh, I know. I mean, I like that better than the, um, how do you say it? Vrabel? Vrabel? Vrabel. 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 <laughs> I, I like it better than that sliding. Yep. But, um, yeah, I, to be honest, I I don't like calling out things, especially when, I mean, going from, um, so we went from linebacker coach to head coach, is that right? To defensive coordinator. Yeah, sorry, sorry. And, sorry. Then, and, then, um, and then defensive coordinator yeah, and, now to head coach. So, like, that path, I'm, I was so skeptical of Doug Peterson as well, like, obviously the opposite side of the ball, but... There was so much skepticism in regards to that. And then. Same with Sean McVay. There was a lot of skepticism. So, look, he could be the defensive version of McVay. But. Wow. This is. uh... (laughs) But the 2017 Texans defense was a bottom 10 unit. So they actually regressed. But a lot of that was injuries. Um, JJ Watt obviously being a a massive one. But still, uh, the best, the best coaches make do despite personnel. So, um, you know, they, they try to get the best. So who knows? I, I find it a weird signing. 
given what's out there on the market, uh, maybe like a Di Filippo would have been someone I would have preferred. I'm a big fan of him. He's kind of an X factor for you guys heading into the Super Bowl with his work with, with foals and the run pass options and all that sort of stuff. Don't, don't. I want our coaching call to stay you want, you want intact. Stay. <laughs> all right, any last thoughts on that before we uh, move ahead to... Uh, it's a kind of a big game on Monday. I, I don't like... Um, you know, I, I don't like stomping over hirings or anything because if they pan out, you look like a, an fool. absolute fool. But it's the game we're in. Some mate. of these, some of these uh, firings in the last two, three years. Yes, they those coaching stints didn't pan out, but there's still some coaches that you know have been fired recently that you know you'd still think, man, I still think they deserve a better sh- like another shot. They got a rough, you know, a rough go in. Like, I'm not saying Gus Bradley, but I yeah. still think Gus Bradley has like. Yeah. It was Paul, and like I feel like he did a lot of the work. I mean, if, and Jags, now... if Jags made the Super Bowl, I feel like he deserves some praise exactly, and credit for, right? for what he built. I think he's a great drafter and evaluator of defensive talent. I think he, you could, if, even if he quit coaching, he could be a good draft consultant for every draft season. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's things like that, and yeah. you just think they got a, a rough a so rough go. Same with Mike McCoy. Like I, He was a terrible head coach, but when he was offensive coordinator, Broncos... Had no quarterbacks, and he was a scapegoat after like eight weeks. So like, you're out, and it yep. wasn't it wasn't even remotely his fault. It uh-huh. was the quarterbacks there. I think he's a fine offensive coordinator. I think he deserves another go there. Yeah. So and can Wiz? No, kidding. Nah. <laughs> but then there's still some coaches getting jobs that still baffles me. Like Norv Turner still getting jobs. Is, Man, the is, guy's a legend. It's just unbelievable. All right, let's. Uh, Wait, let's... Chip Kelly. That would that Chip Kelly with Mariota. I I honestly. As was, an offensive was, coordinator, it, or is he just too big of an ego to have working under someone? Think about think about him being brought in for Mariota. How about Jarrell Casey? Mariota. How about Jarrell Casey as offensive coordinator? He was the only one that talked a little bit of sense. He's like, we need Mariota back running the Oregon offense. That's what he said. He's a big unit, by the way. I didn't Massive. realize how big Jarrell Casey was. Anyway, we, we have All right, before we move on, did this. you watch the Pro Bowl skills thing? All I saw from that was... Uh, I think it was Jarvis Landry mm. catch a, yeah, a dodgeball. That's yeah, it. Yeah, much better than the Pro Bowl itself. That's all I'll say. Okay. Three point stance. All right, we're splitting this into three. By the way, do you, I still find it absolutely hu- so so funny that the Pro Bowl like has kickers and like a game that's a novelty to like. Yep, we're taking we're going for the extra point and things like that. It's like, Just oh, go for two every time. Like, what are you doing? It's supposed to be like a, a, a even have an exhibition. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Super Bowl, three-point stance, first point, Super Bowl media day. Um, My thoughts on media day can be summed up in one headline, and it's Doug Peterson saying, Philly must play 60 minutes to beat Brady and the Patriots. There we go. Eagles fans, we're in good hands. Don't worry about it. So that was he the, knows uh, how many minutes are in the game, <laughs> and he knows that they have to play those minutes too. A too-bit. whole lot of bullwinkle media day. A lot of people talking, saying a whole lot of nothing. How much of it is... You know, we've been preparing. Oh, this is me being yeah. absolutely... <laughs> Player <laughs> X. Yeah. Player X. You sounded like a golfer, like. Yeah, yeah. it was the par four. No, um, it's, <laughs> I'm not even going to try to put it on yeah. Max anymore. But it's like, the, how much of it is, you know, we've been preparing all year. Um, you know, this it's is... a must-win game. This is what I was born for. It's <laughs> it's a must-win game. Loser goes home. <laughs> it, it is a lot of... The one thing I'll say is Brady looked far more relaxed than in previous years, and he actually swore at the podium, which I've never seen in my life. Well, ever thought I'd ever see. What so, word did he say? He said... 
And um, so... <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a naughty one. I don't know. Maybe Brady, a far more relaxed Brady, maybe he knows this is the end. Maybe he knows. The guy's That's my conspiracy. definitely not. That's my conspiracy. Or at least the end of the Patriots dynasty. Oh, maybe Wickersham's right. right. Can I just talk to you one thing? Yeah. Conspir- not conspiracy-wise or whatever. In regards to... It's not Area 51, but I found it interesting midweek. Did you see the, the fitness app Strava? Did you see no. what happened with that? So Strava is a fitness app. I don't know. Some people may have seen it in the news. Yep. So it records your running tracks and stuff. Like if you go for a run around the block and it's 5Ks, it yep. shows you the heat map. This is where you slow down. This is where you... Oh, s- yeah. That kind of thing, right? But soldiers in secret military bases have been going for runs while using the Strava app and Strava releases their heat map to the world where they've been, where oh. everyone's been running and it just shows you these little heat maps out in the middle of nowhere and they've just shown these military bases in Australia exactly where they are. Oh, my, oh actually, I think I saw something. So, about I was just thinking, I wonder how many, like, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely more things wonder to be found how, out. I wonder how many Julio Jones are out there just sitting in underground labs in, in Gronks <laughs> being crafted. Being cloned. Yeah. Speaking of that, China cloned a monkey. There you go. We're not too far away. That's how uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes starts with uh, James Franco. Rough week for Franks, but anyway, no Oscar nom, just spewing. A lot of uh, disaster artists, very good. A lot of letdowns in regards to awards. Oh, we didn't, um, we didn't, we didn't do that at the start of the show. We normally say what was our favorite thing from the previous week. We had a week off, so mine, I guess, maybe Oscar noms. Oscar noms. Yeah, Blade Runner getting some love. Mine was um, mine was spending time with yourself on Australia Day. Day and uh, winning money on humble winning. All right, so any final thoughts on Media Day? I've shared mine. Uh, any Anyone entertaining from the Eagles' point of view? Uh, uh, not too much. It, it's good to see uh, Lane Johnson come out of his shell a little bit. Is he just doing PEDs on the podium or what? This is <laughs> too far, mate. Sorry. He's, the, he's our... Sorry. Do you have an offensive lineman anywhere close to his talent? Uh, no. no. The no, answer is no. No, we don't. Um, Nor do the Patriots. No. Maybe not. All right, let's look at the game analysis itself. Um, some uh, interesting tidbits before we get rolling on our thoughts. Um, so, good Super Bowl trend. The top two teams in the regular season point differential have met in the Super Bowl in four of the last five seasons. The Pats and Eagles were tied for first this season at 162 points. Uh, as for experience, there's no comparison between the Pats and their opponents this postseason. Um, like the Titans and Jaguars, the two teams New England beat to reach the Super Bowl. The Eagles haven't had much recent success entering this postseason. Not one of those teams, the Eagles, Titans and Jags, have won a playoff game in the previous eight seasons. Since 2001, though, um, Tom Brady, a starting quarterback, the Patriots are 15-0 and in playoffs against a brand-new opponent that they haven't faced earlier that year. But 12-9 and in rematches from the regular season. So... 15-0 and against first-time opponents. Eagles are a first-time opponent, but there is some hope, Josh. So don't just see 15-0 <laughs> and and, and, Thanks, mate, and faint. Um, that includes some games there, including the last two Super Bowls where the Falcons blew a 28-3 lead. The Seahawks didn't run it in for from the one. Um, they also include a game against the Ravens where Cundiff missed a field goal, and they also include a game where the Chargers are up 21-13 and their special team has fumbled a punt and gave Brady the ball back to win the game. So some blunders from teams very easily could be looking at 10-5 and 5 as opposed to 15-0, and 0, but it is a daunting, daunting stat. But what's your initial thoughts about this matchup? Where do you think it can be won? Where do you think it can be lost? 
well, there's a uh, lot of information to take it. Uh, well, could you... <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you gave me that little bit of hope there yeah. to show that no matter what happens, the Patriots will win. Yep. So that's that's you know that's really put me at yeah. ease. The fact that yeah, you know that fifteen and O, um, it's not my favorite stat you've ever given me. No, um, it's definitely better than sixteen and O. But <laughs> well, they've never gone sixteen and O. Worse remember? than but it. I was sixteen and O once, and they uh, were overthrown. Mm. All right. Anyway. Getting down to some brass tacks. Yeah. The speaking of that, we've got to do ours for the pod. <laughs> uh, two past years. <laughs> oh, hello, uh, John. It's uh, Josh here. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I bought some charity shirts. Uh, anyway, um, I don't it's know. Going, going into every it, every shirt we bought is a charity shirt. Going into this is obviously I'm I am nowhere near your level of Patriots hatred. Um, I don't hate the Patriots. Oh, guys, guys. Oh, no, just don't I, even... No, 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 I, respect, no, 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 no. I, I respect them. It's like, I it's am like going Ron to Burgundy. completely talk over you. It's like just, Ron just stop. My this, God, I hate this you, is... but mine, I do respect you. You do not respect them at all. <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, you do. Anyway, um, I am normally part of the conversation in regards to, look, we're seeing the best team that's possibly ever played yep. and why not oh, it's the best duo Ce- it's the best duo just ever just celebrate their success so we can tell our children about it right I shan't and, be doing that. however I know and you're going to be like oh no there was this other guy with a massive forehead that was better than him anyway <laughs> I think Nick Foles' forehead's not that big <laughs> anyway but um yeah, going into this, the hatred levels are rising. Yes, um, it's it's, it's, the, it's more it's, the fans. It's not, it's not than even the hate. Team. It's, it's the fans. It's not even it's hate. It's not. It's, it's so stubborn. It's not hate. And you, you know, like I know if if the Eagles lose, it's going to be like, well, at least it was against the Patriots. You could say, oh, we lost to the Patriots. How are you supposed to? You yeah, know, against the, yeah, the best the, quarterback the coach duo of all time. Yeah, that's a good enough reason. Yeah. But you went in with that, Nick Foles and Doug Peterson against Brady and Belichick. You can't that. be that disappointed if you lose. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, saying that against the Jags, there were times when you were thinking, you know, like it can be done. It can be done, and I was like, you know what, this Eagles defense is like, it's strong in parts where I think that the Patriots are going to try to attack them, and then I. Part of me gets excited, and then part of me is like, "Yeah, but th- you know, like even we think this is how they're going to stop Gronk. No one can stop Gronk. No one can stop Gronk. No one can stop. Not Gronk. even a concussion stops the man. He, he's playing. By the way, that whole the whole storyline about Willie or won't he play? Please, he's playing. Oh, get out of here. Um, I want to say sorry a little bit because we were like, "Nah, that whole uh, sorry, Brady, that whole hand thing's fake, and then we found out he's got ten stitches the next day. It got announced. Yeah." I love that. They wait till after it to to build up the, the oh my God, he did it with no, stitches it, in his It hand. was before the game that was announced. It's not an Andrew All Luck right. situation. All right. By the way, he's throwing again. Look out. Oh, God. Anyway, I am, I'm just, I'm completely going into it with my heart. I'm not even considering the fact that the Patriots are going to win. I think they're, they're all done now. They're all too old and they're not going to win. And the, <laughs> the Eagles are flying into this. I just think... Going into the playoffs, I was ready for the Eagles to lose round one, like their first game. Well, that's and the whole underdog thing. I know, but I was really, I was really ready to be like, you know, it's Wentz is done. Foles, you know, Foles might put up a fight, but then at the end of the day, we'll we'll go into next season thinking, you know, look like yes, look what could have been, but 
hey, at least we have a reason why we didn't succeed. Yeah. Now, people were talking about it, you know, hey, there is still a chance if Foles, you know, just keeps composed, there is a chance they've got a good solid unit all around the board, it seems. You you are the better team. In the trenches, a much, much better team than the Pats. The mm-hmm. Pats are a great team. They're, they're a good, solid team. Their roster's strong. O- the obvious edge is at head coach and quarterback, mm-hmm. which are arguably the two mm-hmm. most important uh, figures in a in an NFL organization. Um, False number fifth all time. That's the <laughs> fifth best playoff game ever. Yep. But um, it is it is hard. And you talk about they looking vulnerable and and the Jags showing that they can win. And it's kind of funny. Like this is a, an all time great team. But if you look at the Pats as well, and I think Will Brinson did an argue, argue an article on CBS. He said the Pats are two plays away from being seven and zero in Super Bowls, but they're also just a couple of plays away from being one and six in Super Bowls. So when it comes down to a one-game sample size, all it could come down to is a couple of plays. That's all it can come down to. And if you look at this team, this Eagles team, you guys have players that can make a couple of plays, whether it's Jalen Mills against Julio Jones, whether it's Fletcher Cox up the interior making a sack, whether it's Nelson Aguilar against Eric Rowe or Zach Ertz up the seam. You guys have playmakers that can be that couple of plays that can actually show that the Pats can be beaten can be beaten. You run it up the gut, right? You got to run the ball. I think that's I don't want it to get away. I don't want this is where I don't want the Eagles to get cute. All season they've stuck to their game plans and all season long they have run the ball with this committee. Yep. Of various running backs and I think mm. Blount is now a complimentary back which I think is actually really good. It's great. And I, I we know that that's probably the Pats' biggest weakness, their yeah. rushing where, rushing defense. Where are we? And I think that Eagles have to stick to that. They can't get cute and think, all right, they're going to be expecting the run. Let's let Foles let it rip. They can't They can't take that approach. They can't try to get cute with it. And The good thing about Foles' last game is that he showed he's scary enough that the Pats have to respect the pass game. That, I think that was huge for you guys, and that's maybe part of the reason why you kept passing late as well to run up the score and make it look even more dangerous. The, the I think it was there was one in the second half, the one in the first half definitely. I think it, was, it may have been the first place, the first throw. It was a duck. Yeah, that ball was a wobbly thing. Yeah. even though it got touched, by the way. Yep, it was. It, it was, was a deep throw, but it was like, hey, we're gonna, we're we're not afraid to throw it. And yep. then in the, I think it was the third quarter, well, they caught the, a deep. This one. is the difference between the two teams in terms of the Jags nearly getting there and the Eagles potentially doing so. Right at the end of the first half in the AFC Championship game, 55 seconds left on the clock, and we're not even counting, but coming out off a timeout, Blake Bortles gives up a delay of game, which takes away a, a, a conversion, which probably stops the Pats scoring to round out the second, to round out the first half. That's totally huge. But 55 seconds left, two timeouts, the Jags take two knees, going to halftime, tail between the legs. Foles comes out. 80-yard bomb to Alshon Jeffrey with that same time. And that's the mentality I hope Doug Peterson does. You need to go in pretending you're not playing Bill Belichick because if you try to think that Bill Belichick not, can get the better not, of you, he gets inside your head. No, He's just it's, too good. It's He's, not a game of chess, mate. It's like it's just, just a game of darts. Out, yeah. You just throw... You just right. come oh, by the way, I'm, 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 that may not make sense, but yeah. if it does, yeah. I'm trademarking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great saying. That's, I can see it on the shirt. It's not a game of chess. It's a game of darts, mate. <laughs> Make zero sense. Zero sense. But, <laughs> I th- yeah, it's it's not a game. Don't go into it 
like thinking you can out strategize Belichick. Just stick to the game plan you've done all year. Yeah, just stick to what you know works and don't get conservative. And half of that was look, Brady was fantastic in the fourth quarter, but for him to be that good, he needs the opportunity and and to have the ball. And the Pats gave him that opportunity because they made stops and that partially made stops because the Jags got way too predictable and way too conservative in the fourth quarter with that lead. This, this That's the thing. That's I, what you can't do against this any, team. Any team, I feel, absolutely any team, aside from possibly the Legion of Boom and maybe the Denver defense that year, yep. when it's when it's in that two-minute drill, yep. Tom Brady, just it, like he knows what he has to do and he knows what he's going to do and he's, yep. he's, he's done it a thousand times, right? But... These defenses are just like, all right, let's, you know, let's just try not to make stupid plays and stuff like that. And mm. they get so standoffish, and that is one they, thing. They give the cushion. It, it is, and just, that's one. All right, so that's one thing. Not even in the two-minute drill alone. Just in general, Eagles defense, in general, stand off a lot. And I like that's one thing that. Although the the Eagles stats from what I was reading today, they're actually being really stout against running backs in the receiving game, which is one thing I did not know about the and Eagles. And that's one thing. That's so. That's an area where I think it's a really. A good strength. It's I think, a good matchup too. I think the it's a key matchup. I think Eagles linebackers are fast. Bradham's had an absolutely amazing year since Hicks got injured early, and I think so. I forgot Hicks and Sproles like not playing in this game. There's Sucks. so many injuries, yeah. and we don't even know it really. Yeah. But yeah, so you've got you've got Kendricks, you've got Bradham, you've got the likes of those speedy linebackers, which will be able to cover these yep. running backs. But I'm really concerned about the Amendolas, the Hogans, these guys that can turn. Really sharply in front of these in in front of Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby, who do tend to stand off, who who do give that cushion, despite Eagles having a, a really pretty a pretty decent red zone defense. Allowing yards has never been like it's never been a a good thing for the Eagles. The Eagles that stand off and they allow yards, they may not allow that many points and like red zone conversions, but in regards to actually yardage down the field. I don't really have. I don't really think that it's going to be a problem for Tom Brady to find the red zone. It's just not. He has too many weapons. Too yeah. many weapons, and like you just, just look at Gronk. Gronk's the best red zone weapon. Yeah, There's... he's just unbelievable. It, it, but this, this Patriots attack and the Eagles defense. We hear about the blueprint to take them down, and it's brought up. You mentioned the the Broncos defense. You talk about the Giants winning their two Super Bowls. So it's. There's a way to do it, and the, and the Jags did it to a degree. You do it for three quarters, most of the time it's enough. You just need to generate enough offense to, to hold them off, and obviously the Jags couldn't do that, whereas the Eagles obviously have a little bit more offense. They have a, a, a more respectable passing game. Um, they don't have a running back with the talent of Leonard Fournette, but the committee as a whole, I think, is on par with Leonard Fournette. But the blueprint, I think the Eagles have that personnel, and this is all from from PFF, um, They've been the best team in the league all year at generating pressure. They led the league with 271 pressures over the regular season, 27 more than the next best team. They've generated pressure at a greater rate than anyone else, hurrying the opponent quarterback on 41% of his dropbacks. That's around that threshold there to slow Brady down. And what's critical is they've done it without blitzing. They've had the 10th lowest blitz rate in the league and generated pressure on 38% of their rushes featuring no blitz, which again is the highest rate in the league. That allows you to, to drop your Kendricks and your Brendan Grahams and your Nigel Bradhams back to cover those linebackers and potentially be there to stop them. You have your Ronald Darby and you have Jalen Mills up against 
Brandon Cooks and Patrick Robinson. Patrick done a great Robinson, job. by the way, from the Colts. It's it's frustrating, but you're welcome. Um, Thanks, mate. Killing it. If 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 he helps he, he us was beat really, the Patriots, he was he... really banged up last year for us. He just kept getting injured and just couldn't get into rhythm. Didn't you play him on the outside? We also played him on the outside, which was, again, Chuck Pagano's just complete ineptitude. I'm, I'm loving, I can subtle jab to Chuck um, here in this matchup. But the worrying part is the Eagles, terrible against no huddle. And I know that McDaniels and Belichick know that, and they're going to run a lot of no huddle, which means that the, they can't do a lot of their substitution um, packages and, and, you know, rotate their depth. Because you guys are loaded at D-line. You have so many defensive linemen, and it allows you to do that pressure because you can just substitute you got healthy people fresh legs but against no huddle your completion percentage is 68 percent as opposed to 58 no huddle yards per attempt 8.7 as opposed to six passer rating 106.5 as opposed to 73.8 and then quarterback pressure rate you only pressure on 36 percent as opposed to 42 percent with no huddle and the total yards per play 7.28 as opposed to 4.8 there's some significant Differences there, so I do think nah, history means nothing. These stats are stupid. <laughs> I do think no huddle. Eagles, let's go. It could be a no huddle option. Are you worried about? No, nah, mate. Bill Belichick's record against Jim Schwartz's defenses—it's been pretty brutal over the last uh, few meetings. So if you throw out the game where the Patriots were resting their starters, Schwartz is zero three in his past three meetings against New England. I'm not really concerned about them being 0-3. That's just the Bills having bad quarterback play and bad offense, but um, 37 points in 2014, 45 in 2010, and 40 in 2006, um, throwing out the rested starters one. So an average of 40 points per game by Belichick and McDaniels and Brady against Jim Schwartz's uh, defenses. That is a massive, massive concern. But I don't know. I don't think Jim Schwartz has quite had a defense as loaded personnel-wise as this year's Eagles. I don't know what to say to you. What are you trying to... Why are you trying I'm just to, asking you questions, you man. I did my bad, research man. today. I had the day off. I, I, I bunkered down. I did some reading. All right. I've got some going the other way. I, I, need, I need a stat, though. Has has Foles previously played Patriots? That's a good That's a good question. And uh, we'll, we'll just filibuster while we uh, look that up. Okay, well, filibuster... Do you do you know what that word means? Yeah. Yeah. What's that mean? All right. So it turns out uh, Nick Foles has never played against uh, Bill Belichick and uh, Tom Brady. So I don't know who gets the edge in that regard. Maybe if we go back oh, to Foles the, is an the, enigma. Fi- the fifteen and zero uh, stat there, but it's worth noting. Last time you guys played, thirty five to twenty eight, Philly win. Mm-hmm. You were five and seven that season. Sam Bradford had a blinder. It looked like uh, Brandon Graham was an absolute menace. Four tackles, two sacks. Could that Still be... plays for the the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Did you he, know? He has a desirable matchup against Cameron Fleming, the uh, the tackle with uh, Waddell out. Can um, I just say, as could much be as a huge game. As much as uh, how many how many sacks has the uh, Patriots conceded? They have, it's not much. It doesn't happen often. He, he just gets the ball out too quick. I know. That's and the it's... idea. And that's that's what works for their team. They keep him fresh. Get the ball. Yards after catch. When you have a 41-year-old year quarterback, even if your yards after catch result uh, are responsible for 60% of your passing yards, it doesn't matter if you get the wins, right? It, it's just the way that they play. Like it, I'm not saying that he had. He's been throwing it deep better than this year. But if that's going to be the game plan against the Eagles to, to eliminate Fletcher Cox and... 
Brandon Graham getting in Brady's face, then they, they will do that. But it's up to Kendricks and Bradham and, and your linebackers to you, stop Dion Lewis. You know what I'm scared so of? So elusive. I'm scared about them lining up Gronkowski outside on Jalen Mills. That's what I'm scared of. Yeah. And I think that could happen. Man, Jalen Mills has been a shutdown corner of these playoffs. He's due a bad game. Hey, he shut down Julio. I know. Um, well, not shut down, but you know that that did his la- best against that <laughs> last play. He, uh, you know, yeah, he jumped seven feet in the sky. But he wasn't a say. I think I know no one technically can cover Gronk. It just seems to be that's the case. Like you know, yep. you can slow him down, but you can't shut him down. Yep. But Malcolm Jens- Jenkins has been around. He's 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 just like he's the leader of this defense. He's you know he's gonna be fired up. He's gonna try to do everything he can against Gronk. It's that I'm kind of comfortable with that. But if they start getting creative with Gronk and lining him up on the outside and things, I get nervous. If they get him into the game and just, you know, when he's fired up and stuff like that, he, yeah. that's when I'm concerned. He doesn't even need a big game to be effective. He he just opens up Amendola and 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 Dion Lewis and James White. And and Rex Burkhead's gonna be healthy too. So it's just such a some really good running backs in this game on both teams. It's it's gonna be one of those guys having a big run or, or converting a big third down. They're the couple of plays talked about earlier the difference between being 7 and 0 and 6 and 1 or or a defensive player a hand on the ball a a tip pass interception or something like that there's a lot of crazy storylines you you've got Blount and Chris Long coming back to the Super Bowl I was Bowl trying to after. work out who if anyone's ever won back-to-back Super Bowls on different teams there has to have been it has to have been but it's a pretty yeah. unique set of circumstances no, for, I agree. for both those guys especially Chris Long after being so Many years of not winning anything. Uh-huh. Now could win two rings in two years with two different teams. It's cool. It's a pretty amazing storyline, and he's an awesome bloke. Yeah. And then you've got the other storyline that you know Jai was traded from the Dolphins, thinking yeah. you know now I don't have to play Patriots all the time, and yeah. now he's yeah. in the Super Bowl, comes from a bad team to a good yeah. team, and now he's going yeah. up against. And then you've got the real Cinderella story of Brian Hoyer, zero and six as a starter this season, and 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 will win a ring potentially. And and Kenny Britt walked out on his team, p- put on weight. It's going to win a ring. Just, you know, it's it. sometimes Good it pays him. to quit, guys. It's, Good on him. Sometimes Except, it, kids, I mean, sometimes it's okay to quit. Just, yeah. You could quit school and win rings. It's just... And Garoppolo left. Rings, you know. And... Misses it. Actually, no, he still gets a ring. Does he? he oh, was, like, yeah. He was with the team long enough. So, look, Jimmy G could be a three-time Super Bowl champ and uh, never lost in a Super Bowl starter. Jimmy G could be the GOAT. Good man. <laughs> Do love Jimmy G. He did score 40 against this Jags defense. Can and we, he, he touched down Tom, could only score 20. Come on. Can I just say, if this... <laughs> that was clearly a joke, guys. Come on. I, I if there is some, you know, if the heavens open and Philly somehow win this game. Nick it's Foles. It's in a dome. So Nick Foles. Super Bowl. Oh, is it in a dome? <laughs> Super Bowl chip. Uh, yeah. So if there's, you know, like a window... The heavens open up, it's not going to affect the game <laughs> at all, but I keep going with the uh, yeah. hypothetical. All right. So then but Nick smashes Foles. a hole through the seal. Yeah. Um, Hand of Foles. Just, just, just Nick Foles. This is just in... How would, many, how many Super Foles headlines will there be? Wow. Super Foles. Unbelievable. It's going to happen. The best plan for Philly in my opinion, is for Archie Manning to adopt Nick Foles this week because the Mannings are 5-2 and all-time against uh, the Pats in the uh, playoffs. You know what? Pats and Philly. It, it, it would be pretty crazy that the three quarterbacks, the, the two quarterbacks that are responsible for defeating the Pats in the Super Bowl are Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Like that, that's a pretty, like, just... I don't, we've seen some so random stats he, He's there. had two losses, hasn't he? And they've both been Eli? Yeah. If it's another NFC East, uh, it's, that'd be it's great. It's the kryptonite. 
it's pretty pretty nuts. Um, we talked about the running game before. Um, that's got to be the game plan. The Pats, the 20, 20th ranked rushing defense, giving up an average of 4.7 yards per carry at 114.8 yards per game. So the Eagles are number three in rushing offense this season. They average 4.5 yards per carry at 132 yards per game. So I think that's definitely what they need to do and, and get that rolling. And a lot of that, it's got to come from these RPOs and Foles' stats with RPOs, he he completes 93.8% of his completions with an RPO. He has zero touchdowns. No, 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 no. He completes 100% of his completions. Sorry. 90, <laughs> yes, he does. That is a that is a true and accurate statement. That is correct. 93.8% of his throws are completions in Thank RPOs. You. Look at where Zero look at touchdowns, zero interceptions, but a 966 passer rating, but even non-RPOs, still 61.5% completion, 8-2 to touchdown-to-interception ratio, 94.4 passer rating, but it's that completion percentage gap there that's just massive. And if that's what keeps the, the Patriots' offense off the field and keeps them ru- running the ball and, and picking up first downs, then that's got to be... That's got to so, be the way to go. And they've struggled to defend RPOs all season. They've surrendered 5.6 yards per play on RPOs. That's the fifth most in the NFL, and they've had a difficult they had a difficult oh, time in the go. first Here's half. Here's the pros. I'm liking this. They, uh, they struggle to slow RPOs down. RPOs is yeah. also pros. RPOs, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they they did struggle to slow down the Jags doing that, and they utilized uh, Corey, uh, not Corey Clement, TJ Yeldon and Corey Grant. So I think Corey Clement and Ajayi could have big games. That, that Sneaky bet, Corey Clement, Clement. The punt return. He is on my agenda. Nice. He, I've written him down. He is an X factor for you guys. Um, I I like Corey Clement. I think every year there's a random player that has a has a big game. Um, I remember uh, Chris Matthews for the Seahawks a couple of years ago having a big game. Um, it would be a rag. Brian Poole had a big game last year. It would be a rag to riches story if it was Nelson Aguilar. Wow. Yeah. Um, the MVP could be the guy who donated his hands to Nelson Aguilar this season. <laughs> Wonder what price he's paying. And in all seriousness, though, if because uh, there's been no touchdown while uh, running an RPO, so if he just uses that to get all the way down the field and then goes back to old uh, traditional play calling, yep. might, might be a recipe for success there. Yeah, uh, special teams and coaching, obviously, Pats, Eagles, uh, Pats have a ma- Pats have a massive advantage. We've we've touched on that. Um, there's been some articles about penalties and flags because there was some dodgy calls against the Jags. Brandon Cook's pass interference especially was um, crazy and, and the Pats only having one penalty called against them in a game last week is pretty, pretty insane. I know it's the playoffs and you let them play, but one penalty in a whole I, game, that's and I insane. Know, I know it's only, you know, it's less than a week out. It's half, half a week from the Super Bowl pretty much. <clears throat> Spread that word. Get that fire really lit in regards to how little penalties the Patriots have. Yeah. I, I want that everywhere. So, I want that slammed all over social media. I want the refs to know how a little... Lot of, a lot of that is discipline, and they are they play for Bill Belichick. They're disciplined, but they are the... Where is it? It's the third fewest team in the NFL with flags, so they finished the 16-game season with 100 accepted flags, eighth fewest in the league, and it's 882 accepted penalty yards is ranked... Eighth, but they were better when it came to drawing flags. Finished with the league's greatest penalty yard differential of plus three hundred and thirteen. How many were roughing the passer? The second best flag differential plus twenty seven. So 
they benefited the the most um, in terms of penalty yardage differential in the league, whereas the Eagles were one of the most penalized teams in the NFL, picking up the fifth most accepted flags and accruing the eighth most accepted penalty yards. So <laughs> could be a ref, could be that type of play where that, that it ruins, not ruins, but can affect a game or make an impact on the game, um, unfortunately. Passing the pass interference and catch rule, are they going to make an appearance? That That is the part that will annoy me the most. Whether it, it screws any team, that's going to annoy me if, that's, if that is the case. I, I want the game to be won by the team that obviously deserves to win. I agree. Yeah. So I'm always about that. I'm always about that. All right. Well, I do need to mention one last thing. Unless it's unless you can, unless you yes, um, the Eagles have allowed 23.5 points per game on the road. Only 12.4 points per game at home. It's the biggest disparity in the NFL in two seasons. Are you concerned about that? Like I've said, I'm not concerned about any of these stats. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is, These are numbers. I know, but it's not shining us in a very good light here. I know. You're I've, not helping I've us with, out at I've all. I've gone with both sides. Where's the Eagles stuff? There's I want the Eagles, Eagles stuff. stuff. I want. I want Eagles are going to win because of X, Y, Z. I can't slam the Pats because you just call me and hate. You call me a hater. Mate, I'm praising them. I'm pra- giving them praise. Mr. Y, I understand the mountain that we're up against. Yes. You're just not helping my my ego. People right are calling now. it David versus Goliath. It's it's Nick versus David and Goliath. Ooh, that's know. what it is. Keep going there. Give us these stats. No, it's, that's, that's it, all I got. That's no. the last one I've got there. I don't have much, do you? No, I've got nothing. I'm sorry, guys. I've, I've really let you down. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So in saying all that, it's now prediction time. It's probably our last uh, Super Bowl picks. Super Bowl picks. We were going to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, an Eagles player could be saying we go to Disneyland. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Shout out to you. Week 9, you predicted uh, Patriots uh, Eagles Super Bowl. So uh, one of us is bound to be right because week 11, I said Minnesota Patriots. So. All right. Do you know what I need to know? I need to know what these were paying at the time. Yeah, unfortunately, I do not have that information. Oh god, but um, look, so I, I need to I've know let, someone I've that works everybody, a bookmaker. I've, I've let everyone down with stats. I just haven't brought enough numbers or raw data. Right, I do apologize. Um, whatsoever. No, all but right. do you think... All right, so later on in the... We also had some crazy ones, like Arizona versus... The Jacks. The Chargers. Like, that would have paid a fortune, and we would have lost a lot of money. Yeah. So, but that was the whole idea of it. But, yeah, there we go. We both had the Patriots making the Super Bowl in our preseason um, picks. Um, I had Seattle, you had Green Bay. Both didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> We're good. NFC much harder to predict than the AFC. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we still didn't have the the uh, Jags Tennessee possibility, but no, whatever. There we go. Yeah. So we did we did all right. I think. Uh, look, oh, well done. You pat yourselves on the back. You picked a Super Bowl favorite to make the Super Bowl. But you know, it's in a small game sample size. I've said it before. A lot of these games can be won or lost on just random plays, like a safety falling over, a changes a whole. Every play is at an eleven on eleven matchup. All it takes is one matchup to fail, and it changes the whole construction of a game we saw it in the national championship in the college overtime so it's crazy but all right who's your winner and what's your score (sighs) i want to ask you a question first okay do you think it's going to be a high scoring or low scoring affair i spoiler alert i like the under in this this game sir you'd say that 48 is very high uh i know it was a, a huge scoring affair last year but it was overtime and 
huge comeback. Offenses of all time. Yeah, exactly. So this is hardly a, a, a huge thing, but I am a bit worried about the Patriots scoring an average of 40 points in the last three competitive games against Jim Schwartz's defense. But again, he didn't have Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham or Michael Kendricks and, and all that sort of no, stuff. By the way, Ronald Darby and Stefan Gilmore both played for Buffalo last season, both in the Super Bowl, playing against each other. Buffalo, what are you doing? Come back to us. Come on. No, Buffalo had a good year. Um, I'm going with Philadelphia to win. Yes, Woot. I'll have to. Yeah, of You shut you them do. down last year. Yep. Uh, I mean, last week, sorry. And yep. last year. Don't worry, you had good reason to last year. They, they didn't play very well. No. Um, uh, look, I was I admitted I was wrong on Wentz. Massively wrong on Wentz. So, well done. I've already embarrassed myself in that regard. But let's... All right, so Philly will kick two field goals. <laughs> this is how I'm working this out. Six nil. <laughs> Unders lob. <laughs> I like... Oh, they're not going to win by that much. <laughs> this is hard. I want to go 24-23. Wow. One point thriller. I'll go New England 27, Philly 17. You're a heartbreaker. If they... Sorry, mate. If they... Um, if New England get out to a 10-point lead... Yes, it's over. Early? Philly will not come back. No, and that, uh, I did fail to mention that. Like, that was a, definitely a thing that I think New England will want to do is, it, it, even if they win the tights, they might actually choose to receive where they rarely do that. But if they want to get to a lead in this game and force the Eagles into obvious passing situations so they can't run the balls effectively, can't play action, um, the run-pass option at limits or leans heavily towards passing rather than running, it makes their offense become far more predictable. Mm-hmm. I and definitely agree with you there. It, it could flip the whole script very early. If they get out to an early lead, it could be a very boring Super Bowl. Belichick received, I think he received last year. I swear they were... He definitely gave. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if he received. I was hopeless. Sorry, it's late. Um, it's late. Yeah, I, I think if Philly can keep it close early, it could be... You know, that opportunistic kind of defensive play that something happens. And I mean, there's opportunities to be made on both sides of the ball here. So I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see. Yeah, I, I it, to be honest, I really want Barnett to do something, but just a little low blow to no, Laurie. No, nothing to do with Laurie. I just want him. I, we need a, a successful first round pick. I mean, I know Wentz is, you know, blazing, but oh, besides, b- besides that, yeah. Um, Look, I just think Belichick's defense is is also underlooked in this game as well. It, it's a bend don't break unit. It has been all the time. The, the Super Bowl champs in 2014 they ranked 13th in yards allowed, eighth in points given up. 2015 eighth in yards but first in points, and then this year 29th in yards but fifth in points. They have they've allowed over 17 points once in their last since week five, including the playoffs. So I think if you can score more than here come the numbers. If the you can batting. score more, if you can score more than twenty, I think you're definitely in with a chance. And we saw that last week with the Jags. You just 24. need to just need to finish the game, and that is it. That's that's the way. I just just don't know if you can hold them to under twenty points. That's the key. If you can hold them under twenty, you win. I think that's the way. But I do agree with you. If they get out to a lead, it could get very. If they play for sixty minutes, yeah, and they keep them under twenty, you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. I just it becomes a shootout. You obviously just have to you just have to back the Pats and their and their defense. They'll make a play. They'll make the stops. They'll give Brady plenty of opportunities, even if they are behind. 
you know that they'll make plays. They they always do. It's just they're just so well coached. It's just hard to pick against them. So I'm gonna take uh yeah, twenty seven seventeen, first touchdown scorer, who are you going with? <sighs> mm. <laughs> so here's me wanting Eagles to get out to an early lead. Uh I'm going with sexy Rexy Burkhead. Mm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people will be on the Dion Lewis hype train, and rightfully so. He's been superb. Um, especially that run to win it, uh, to convert the first down to win the game last week was a terrific run, but Sexy Rexy might. Down can the I goal pick line. two? Yeah, you can t- pick two, mate. I reckon it's either going to be Brent Selick or Trey Burton. All right, backup tight ends. Selick's been around for years. It'd be a great story for him to catch a Super Bowl pass. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what part of me feels really sad a little bit? Really sad a little bit? <laughs> yep. Uh if Jason Peters can't play in the Super Bowl, I mean, it's, it's yeah, that's, sad. That is, it's sad. It is very, very sad. That's another injury. And it's, Sproles, it's been a while. Sproles. So, although he's won one at least, so um, unfortunately, uh, back in 09. But um, MVP. By the way, forget that Sproles is coming back. What? Yeah, he is coming back. What the hell? Crazy. Anyway. Uh, MVP. Um, oh. Give us a give Tom us Brady. one and then a <laughs> yeah. Give us one and then a Smoky. Like all right. So Tom Brady. Yeah. Even though. You got Philly winning. You gonna give it to Tom I'm Brady? I'm gonna win one. <laughs> I'll still probably give it to Tom. Um, he could not 19, play. 1971. Last time that happened. Last time a loser won MVP. It was a linebacker. Nice. Weird. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what he did. He must have had 19 sacks. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys, just a little disclaimer. Using my head, all the point, all the statistics and everything point to New England winning. Yeah. All right. This is completely with my heart, guys. Complete brain, New England win. <laughs> New England win. Their first touchdown scorer is probably a one-yard sneak from Tom. Yep. And MVP is Tom. Yep. So the MVP, though, in my heart will yep. be... Ah, oh, man, I don't know. I, if if they win, it has to be Foles, right? Yeah. Who, 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 and plus, they wouldn't want to give it he, to anyone else. He needs a matching trophy to his Pro Bowl MVP back in uh, 2013. Man, his jersey's in Canton. For the seven touchdowns. If he game. did an RPO every play, he'd be in Canton. 93.8 <laughs> completion percentage. He'd be the most prolific passer of all time. Surely someone would work that out. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Um, my, I mean, it worked for Chip Kelly for two yeah, weeks. My dark horse is Brandon Graham. I think he has a great matchup. If he can get a, a couple of sacks and potentially a strip fumble or a tip pass leading to an interception, that could potentially win Philly the game. If they are going to win the game, it could be on the back of... He is the most underrated player in this game. He he is a fantastic player. It's just not flashy enough. Like it's weird that no one talks about how good Brandon Graham is. I agree. He's yeah. he's yeah. he's very good. Yep. So you're going with Foles and who's your smoky? My smoky Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. A smoky I'll go with It's not gonna be Fletcher Cox. Winnie Blues. <laughs> Winnie Blues. Um <laughs> Nigel Bradham. Nigel Bradham. Go for it. Gun in the backpack, Nigel Bradham. Unbelievable. All right, and a bold prediction time, and then uh, that'll wrap up the show. It's tough. A bold prediction, game-wise or just... Just in general, anything. I think Tom Brady will kiss Alex Guerrero on the lips, oh, which kind of Papa John's Manning style. You know, that was very awkward and disturbing, potentially down that route. Um, but in terms of the game... You buried that memory until now. Yeah, I'm sorry. In terms of the game itself, um, yeah, I think Brandon Graham has a, uh, a strip sack. Strip sack? Yep. 
All right. Well, my my non gameplay uh, bold prediction: there'll be some, there'll be some, uh, you know, memory flashback thing, or any any way it will be represented somehow in the broadcast. The Janet Jackson nipple slip thing <laughs> that will come back because that was Justin Timberlake's last. No way they bring it up. I reckon they've got strict instructions no, 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 not no. to bring it up. I reckon though they might go to someone in the crowd who oh, you okay. know who yeah. has a picture or you know Janet yeah. show us yeah or something. Yeah, yeah, you know okay. what I mean? All right, somewhere so a Janet Jackson ref somewhere. Somewhere, um, it's hard because we'll be watching on the ESPN broadcast, not the actual uh, NBC broadcast. So it'll be. We'll have to watch both. All right. Um, or unless Philly lose, then we'll just burn all evidence of the, this Super Bowl ever existing and we'll just move on. Yeah, and then we'll probably get our uh, shirts late and then yeah. we'll be able to celebrate. We'll, have, <laughs> we'll be one of those guys with the uh, fire-burning jersey ceremonies. Um, all right, bold prediction, actual one. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Jalen Mills. Something with Jalen Mills. I don't know. Pick There's, six to win pick... the game. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, Jalen Mills will ever. He'll he'll just pick off Tom Brady. I think that's bold enough. All right, if he does that, I'm change. I'm I'm starting a petition to legally change his ma- name to Jalen Thrills, just because it'd be cool. Well, his nickname's baller. the Green Goblin because he's got oh, his he's green got the green hair. Yeah, right. the yeah. guys are the guys are. Man, nice. we loved the draft pick at the time for for a seventh round pick. He's been he's exceeded value. He's been one of the worst corners for over a stretch, but over the last four weeks, every, worth every cent now. At this point, he he's the kind of corner that you're like, oh. He really, really reminds me of Colin Finnegan. He's like not not so much. He he does trash talk, not at the level that yep. Finnegan did. Not close. He'd, um, he'd be one of the greatest yeah. if he could do that. <laughs> he no, he was like aggressive, and he you know he'd, he'd it's it's rocks or diamonds. He'd make right? plays, and then he, you'd be like, oh my, what are you doing? And Bone, it happens. Yeah. yeah, boneheaded plays. But when he when he came to, when he comes to play, he does. Hopefully, mm. he comes to play against us. Some uh, some, some other predictions. Uh, Tech Mobile Simulation has Eagles winning sixteen ten, which features a. It was actually 14-10, and then Fletcher Cox has a safety in the Tech Mobile simulation. Um, uh, how, C- how successful is the Tech Mobile? Uh, not sure. Um, CBS's projection model uh, predicts, predicts Patriots 23, Eagles 21. Um, and, yeah, that's I'm not sure about the Madden sim. I haven't seen that yet. Maybe they do that later in the week, or I've completely just but missed everyone that. Everyone does a Madden sim. I'm waiting for that jellyfish or animal or whatever that picks the oh, two. Who, who's the baby pick? Uh, we still got football, baby. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so there's a bold prediction. It's not even that bold. Woot will probably great yeah. if Eagles win. Speaking <laughs> of bold predictions, we got a couple of um, tweets across the uh, the old Twitter sphere when I asked for some bold predictions. So I'll just read a couple out can, now. With these bold predictions, can we take them up for burgers? No, because a lot of them are. Outrageous. Not that bold, to be honest. Um, so uh, I'm not saying all. Our friend over at uh, the Sweet and Soured podcast, Carlin Gray, he said Pat's to hold Eagles to two field goals in a boring game. God, I hope he's wrong. I really hope he's wrong. Um, our, our buddy, Alaska. Soured. Alaska. <laughs> yeah, our team Soured now, Carlin. Please, come on. Come back to us. Um, Alaskan Crisk. Uh, Crisk. I added a K. Sorry, Chris. Sing for the day, that's his handle. He said, Foles makes Woot vomit. Book it. Well, we are at Luna Park, so if you do drink a lot and we put you on a roller coaster, it might not be Nick Foles, but it could be that, uh, potentially. Nick Foles? No. no. 
log off. Nope. <laughs> um, you know what, though? He might make me sick from a bad play. But yeah, still. could. Uh, Brendan Gahari, uh, he said Eagles 45 to 28. So that's crazy. Um, Pretty sure Brendan's an Eagles fan. Yep. Uh, Twitter follower Bobit Parcells. Um, great name. He said, just tell me that, and he tagged you in it, that this is who it has a good support system around him. Um, who the f*** is this guy? So, look, we'll be there. We'll be there. Um, nah, don't worry. I've got, I've got my friends and family around me. We're at Lunar Bowl. We've got, a big, we've got a big crew heading out uh, to Lunar Bowl. A lot of alcohol to So, unlimited four-hour beer and uh, food and beverage package. So, plenty of... A uh, couple of bevies. Plenty of outages By the way, there for you. So. We say a couple. They're just they're next to you the entire time. Yeah. Table service. It's amazing. All right. Um, that wraps up our Super Bowl prediction. Josh, good luck. Sorry that my stats are all pro-Patriots, but they're just, they're just a juggernaut. They're just way too hard. I wish They've you never well. Never beaten mate. They've never, ever beaten Nick Foles. So that's uh, something to consider. Something to to uh, take in. Everyone enjoy the Super Bowl. If you want to find the best place in town to watch it, yep. If you Luna, see, Luna Bowl. If Pats win and you see a couple of twenty uh, something year old guys uh, standing in the middle of the bridge contemplating life, you may find us there. Mm-hmm. No, we won't. Uh, we won't be doing that. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, definitely come have a beer with us and uh, have fun at the Luna Bowl. Let's do it. I'm nervous, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, nervous. Good luck. I'm good so luck, nervous. mate. Uh, that wraps up the show. We may or may not uh, have a show next week, depending on the, re- the depending result. Depending on the result. There's a wide variety of uh, of scenarios playing I out won't, here. I won't be here. Yeah, so uh, Josh is, is heading off on a on a cruise at the end of the month. So I'm going everywhere. Yeah, you've been everywhere, man. So, uh, all right, well, uh, if, if, it's, if this is the last show of the season, it's been a pleasure. It's been a, a wonderful season, uh, a weird season, but uh, hopefully... Um, we'll be back next week to to recap that and uh, talk some talk some other stuff and and uh, hopefully uh, patting ourselves on the back for another good Lunar Bowl uh, performance, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, we love you all. Thanks for listening to another installment of the Woot and Why Show. Check out previous episodes at WootandY.com and on iTunes. And follow each of the boys on Twitter at This Is Woot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at Woot and Y.